Chapter 1. A Common Problem I'm not sick. I don't need help. Henry Amador, as said to the author. My brother is so ill, he's refused to take the medication. We've tried to talk him into it, said April Callahan, sister of Russell Weston, who is charged with having shot two guards at the U.S. Capitol. He just wouldn't do it, added his mother, Abra Weston. What are we going to do with a 41-year-old man? You can't throw him in the car. AP Wire, July 26, 1998. There was the sick person who broke into David Letterman's house. That was her illness. She had an aversion to treatment and to admitting that she had a problem. Annalisa Johansson, as told to the author. My mother wanted us to camp out on his land and convince him to get help. As far as he was concerned, we had the problem, not him. David Kaczynski, brother of the confessed Unabomber Theodore Kaczynski, as told to the author. After Jeff's last manic episode, I thought he'd finally realize he needed to stay on the medicine. But last week he stopped taking his lithium again. He says he's better now and he doesn't need it anymore. Julia, as told to the author. Whether they realize it or not, everyone is aware of the problem. If only from the newspaper headlines, many people with mental illness are in denial that they are ill and therefore refuse treatment. Those of us who are related to such persons reluctantly see ourselves and our loved ones reflected in those headlines. Julia's predicament, which was never the focus of any news story, highlights a problem encountered by millions of U.S. families and tens of millions more from around the world whose names never appear in the media. It is, in fact, a far more common scenario than those involving violence and or suicide which are, of course, the ones we read about. But just like the more infamous examples cited above, Julia's loved one does not think he is ill and does not want to take medication. His denial and refusal may not lead to infamy, but they will almost certainly lead to worsening illness, lost opportunities, and ruined relationships with loved ones. Many people with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia think of their illness as something that comes and goes. For a short time, Jeff acknowledged he had an illness and took the medication prescribed for it. But after things got better, he decided he didn't need to keep taking the lithium. For Jeff, lithium was medicine to treat his mental illness in the same way that antibiotics are medicines for an infection. When the bottle is empty, you are cured. In reality, the better comparison is that lithium is for manic depression, what insulin is for diabetes, a chemical that needs to be taken every day to prevent a relapse or even death, because both bipolar disorder and schizophrenia are so lethal. About 10 to 15% of all those who suffer from these illnesses die from suicide. Consequently, this analogy is particularly apt.